Welcome to When the Dust Settles, an interiors podcast that talks about renovation, decoration, and getting the best out of your home. Hi, and welcome back to When the Dust Settles. It's been a while. I'm sorry. Things got busy and my little one got ill. And before you know it, two weeks had gone past and I hadn't put a podcast up. So apologies. I'm all ready and raring to go now, even though I'm absolutely boiling, as I'm sure loads of you guys are, because the heat is crazy. 33 tomorrow, can you believe it? I bet you're sitting there thinking, God, I wish I had aircon. I'm thinking that. And I'm actually thinking that the next place that I do for myself, I'm 100% putting that aircon in. Aircon, actually, here's a side note for you. Aircon these days, they can do both. They can do hot or cold, so you can actually put in the aircon system instead of radiators or whatever, and that can be your whole home heating system, so you'll get the cold as well, which with the summers that we're having, well, actually last summer was pretty poo, but the one before that was really warm, and I reckon they're probably here to stay these warm summers, so it may be worth putting that on your budget list if you're thinking about redoing a place anytime soon. But on to what we're chatting about today, and that is making your home look and feel luxurious on a lemonade and vodka budget. I say lemonade and vodka because it's quite hard to do on just a lemonade budget. Let's face it, you need a little bit of something else in there. You need to just just be just a little bit above the bottom um, to get a lot of these things in. And I'm not going to lie, you are going to have to put a little bit of money here and there. It's not, you know, pennies we're talking about. It is pounds. Um, I'll be straightforward about that. But there's other stuff that we're going to talk about that actually probably costs no money. It's just more thinking time. So what is luxury? I mean, really, the question is, what is luxury to you? We all have a different um, take on it. But when it comes to finishes, I think the key things that sort of spell luxury are the natural elements and elements that have been crafted by hand. So that's your cabinetry and your carpentry, it's your real wood, it's your stone, it's your artisan tiles. These are the things that you pepper into a project and they will lift up everything else that's there. Then you've got the side of luxury that no one else can really see except you in your home. So it's it's two different things. One is you're looking around a home and you're like instantly, wow, this place is so luxurious. The other one, it's only really the person that lives there that notices it because that luxury is defined fully by them. So maybe it's the scent used in the home. Maybe it's the way the kitchen works for them. Uh, Maybe it's the way their study is set up perfectly and saves them time in the morning. Time, I think, is an enormous luxury these days. Uh, Even when it comes to rifling through a drawer, sorry, full of shit, in your home to find things constantly. If you do that most days and you add that time up, it's quite a large portion of both time and frustration that your home is giving to you, which isn't necessary. So that is a very good example of something that could be solved just with better storage and organisation systems. And that's the kind of luxury that is personal to you and that you can bring into your home without spending too much. And on that topic of spending, even if you have a massive budget, 
you still don't want to blow it on everything. You do still want this balance between the higher end items and the bread and butter of the interior. You don't want everything screaming at you, M much like any balanced interior. You have your background items and then you have your jewellery as it were and these items are sort of the jewellery of the finishes. Regardless of budget, you want to be a little bit canny with where you're spending your money. It's not going to actually add real value to your home when you sell it. So unless it's going to be your forever home and you're like, I don't care, I just love this, this is how I'm going to have it and I'm going to plough a ton of money into this, you do you. But if you intend to sell it and you think that having shitloads of high-end finishes and ploughing a load of money into your house in, in those terms is going to actually reflect in real terms on the value when you sell it, um, that is incorrect. So it's much wiser, no matter what your budget really, to focus on how you can get a lovely, luxurious, high-end finish that's relevant to you without absolutely breaking those purse strings, which for many of us are already quite tight at the minute, what with everything else going on in the world. We're going to go into a certain amount of tips and tricks, I hate that phrase, but it's probably the best one to use, to make a home look high-end and also the things that really make it look the opposite and that you should probably avoid. But before we go into that, I think it's worth spending a little bit of time just nailing down what exactly does feel luxurious to you. There's a lot of things that will be the same across the board, but within that, there are nuances that are only relevant to you. It's something that we do with our clients a lot. I really think it's a really important exercise is really trying to think about where the value is for you, where the luxury is for you. Is it in the feel of tiles under your feet? Is it in your bed linen? Is it in how your home functions? There'll be, again, a balance between these things that is inherently relevant to you and and different for everyone. Everyone speaks a lot about mental health these days and that's a really, really big one. Our homes are where we spend a massive portion of our time and we need to be able to have these moments in them. They need to support us in a way that fits us. So if your relaxation time is cooking or baking, then maybe you want to spend more money in your kitchen than elsewhere. Maybe you have a few kids and a hectic lifestyle and your me time is taking off your makeup and having that moment at the end of the day, in which case I would say take invest in your bathroom or it's actually getting into bed and finishing the day. Maybe you love reading a book in bed and having tea in bed in the morning and bed is just like the best place in the world for you then I would say you want to invest in have you guessed yet your sheets and your bed and your pillows and your mattress find those things that are just your mwah moments and invest in those when it comes to your home furnishings when it comes to your home accessories and when it comes to the layout of your home too. If you like a quiet spot for reading, factor in a, a reading nook with a lovely chair and a lamp that's just sort of perfect. I could go on, but you get the gist. So what I'll say from the beginning is when you're portioning up your budget to do any renovations or new design work, 
you want a split of I would say maybe about 70 30 and 30% is like your jewelry for your home the the things in your home that make sense to you when you're going to spend money and look beautiful and are the luxury items and are a bit more in the budget and then the rest is like the bones that back all these things up it's a little bit like putting an outfit together or or a room or, or anything really you can sort of break it up into that rough proportion of supporting elements and show-stopping elements so on to the specifics um, let's start in the bathroom. I would always pick at least one really high quality tile, whether that's the wall or the floor, to really sing and have the supporting tile. A, I've, I've spoken about this before on the full episode I did about tiles. <laughs> so if you want to know more about tiles, you can go back and listen to that one. Um, but tiles can be really expensive. So I generally say splurge on one and go more mainstream middle ground on the other. Another thing that I think really can cheapen a bathroom is having a small backsplash around, say, a bath or a sink, like a tiled one. Instead, I would go for one solid piece of stone like a single slab on the backsplash whether it's around the bath like you would have around a kitchen or a nice shape at the back of your sink so not like just we're not talking a rectangle stuck on the wall here guys we're talking about something that is shaped either an arch that incorporates your taps or you could get a little bit more lyrical with it any stone fabricator can help you take a look at that. You can just draw what you want and give it to them and they will cut it out for you. Also, little tip, a lot of these stone fabricators, they have leftovers from other jobs that they've done and generally they just sit in the yard for ages. So if you want to take one of those off their hands, I'm sure they would be very happy to give it to you at really quite a cheap price. So mostly you're just paying for the cut there. And obviously, as we all know, the more complex the cut more expensive it is so you can be clever with that just as long as you're not going for a straightforward rectangle because that will kind of defeat the purpose something else that instantly makes a house look impressive is large scale art and large mirrors i'm sure you've seen all these pictures on instagram pinterest all over the place where you have these hallways where you'll have a mirror or a piece of artwork that almost takes up the entire wall. Sometimes it's just on the floor, leaning against that wall, because it's so damn big, there's no point hanging it because it takes over the whole wall. These things, they look great. I mean, once you get a really large canvas, you can even make the canvas yourself. There's a lot of how-tos you'll find around the place on the internet. You can make them yourself with canvas and um, battens. So you can either make something yourself or invest. It's always great to invest in art that you love. Alternatively, you can get a huge piece of mirror cut and you can get a framer to frame this for you if you can't find something that's in the right shape or the right size to fit where you want it to go. Great places for these are like the end of hallways. In dining rooms, they look great. In living rooms, they look great. Uh, Entrance halls, and actually while we're on the subject of art art on the walls or stuff on the walls whatever you prefer things on the walls really do 
change the whole feeling of a home. And that is something that actually cheapens a room quite a lot. It both cheapens it and it takes a bit of soul out of it. It's having nothing on the walls. So don't be scared to put stuff up on the walls. It's easy to change around. You can change your mind anytime. You can get so many great things at the moment that you can just stick them up. You don't even have to make holes in the wall. Obviously, if you're going like super large, you do because the sticky things won't take the weight. But, you know, if you're going smaller, you can use these really cool sticky things. You can get them on Amazon. What are they called? Command hanging strips is what they're called. And you can find them on Amazon. Really, really easy. So just we don't want to see any with bare walls and we don't want to see one tiny picture on a huge bare wall so either fill it with something large fill it with lots of things that are small or fill it with guitars or hats or just just get some stuff up on those walls and you will you'll love yourself for it let's move on to the kitchen so the kitchen the back of the cabinets are pretty much all the same unless you're going for a complete custom build it's the hardware that make the difference and also the appliances that are actually on show the ones that aren't on show obviously they aren't on show hardware throughout the house i think makes such difference gold really brings just as it brings back to my outfit analogy much as it brings an outfit up it really lifts a home a brushed brass uh, if you are going to go for silver, go with a brushed silver. Don't go with that shiny, the shiny silver. It's it's really been cheapened now by a lot of cheap brands, and it it just doesn't look great. A brushed steel, a brushed um, pewter or brass is going to do wonders. And just invest a bit of money on that hardware. You can you can take it with you when you leave. You know, even sell it on to the next person and make a little bit of money back. Because even when it comes to door handles, the locks for your bathrooms, um, any hardware really, good quality hardware. I'm talking from places like Plank or Dowsing and Reynolds. Um, You can actually also get some nice stuff off Etsy. And every now and again, I'm really surprised at what Amazon has to offer. If you want to go that little bit higher end you can go to someone like A&H Brass Specialists who are based in Fulham. I warn you going in there is about as dangerous as going into a marble warehouse so just you know it's like going into an auction just just have your price point in your head <laughs> don't go past it. Um, but that makes a difference and then if you're like I was saying before if you're a really keen cook if you're If your kitchen is the hub of your home and everything goes on there, invest money in those appliances and those things that you use all the time because that is going to make your home feel like a five-star hotel. Get the really swanky coffee machine if you're all about coffee and you can't start your day without it or get the massive range if you do loads of cooking and that's how you bond with your partner or you do baking with your children on the weekends these sorts of things tap into those life moments that you love and make sure your home and what's in it complement those things you can either do it from the ground up when you're planning your kitchen and really sit and think and just start working it out from scratch or you can add to what's already there there's so many clever things that just make life 
better these days, even if, for example, you're someone who just thrives on having a really clean space and you love cleaning and you love organizing spend a bit of money in a pantry spend it in the mechanisms inside the cupboards so that when you put away your shopping everything can just go perfectly in there and whenever you're coming to cook or do anything you open those cupboards and they make you just so happy because of the sheer amount of order in them these are the things that are worth spending money on so I can tell you All sorts of stuff that will make your home look expensive across the board in a generalised capacity. But what's really important is making it feel expensive to you when you use it and and feel relevant to you and really work for you. So do both. Another one is scent. I don't know if you guys are the same as me, but scent I find so evocative. If there's like a bad scent or the wrong smell in the house, it really bothers me. I know I was speaking to some clients recently and they were saying it's so important that they want to be able to separate their kitchen from the rest of their home. They don't want fully open plan because of the cooking smells. And I get that. I completely get that. It makes so much sense. If you're cooking something that hangs around for a long time or you're frying, I don't know, the smell of fish, what bad what what cooking leaves bad smells or when you burn something you don't want the rest of your house smelling like that you don't want your bed sheets smelling like that your your towels your clean washing so that actually maybe spend some money on an extractor fan so having a lovely a diffuser that you absolutely love a candle that you absolutely love fresh flowers that you absolutely love get those things, have them in your home, fresh flowers, lift a room like nobody's business. And they're so readily available nowadays. One thing I would say with them, if you're going getting them from the supermarket, for example, instead of a florist, buy double of whatever bunch you're buying, because generally they're a bit meager. And when you get them all together in your vase, they just don't look as good as you imagine in your head, especially things like tulips, I find. So we've kind of gone from kitchens to kind of all house. Don't know how that happened. But back to what I was saying before, if you're someone that gets ready to go out a lot in your bedroom or you spend a lot of time in the evenings in your bedroom, think about things like your mattress. Think about things like your bedding. I personally really like Dusk. They do some really lovely stuff in Egyptian cotton. It's really soft. It's really cool as in the temperature, (laughs) rather than the trendy side of things. But I guess they're cool too. It's actually a real favourite of both my husband and mine. They're just the right amount of slippy, if that makes sense to you. But they do some lovely stuff. And obviously there's lots of different mattress uh, options out there now. And we're all so different, much like a sofa. I couldn't tell you the amount of times that... I just haven't understood why someone has found said sofa comfortable. We all have very specific sofa preferences, I think, when it comes to squidginess, depth, bounciness, um, everything else. And mattresses are much like that. And in regard to looks in the bedroom and looking finished and expensive and luxurious, bedside tables with a really nice lamp Um, or wall lamps that aren't too small make a real difference as well as a headboard a headboard in a beautiful fabric if 
you can. There's a lot of people on Etsy that will do headboards for you of any size and shape. And they're not that hard to do yourself. Again, if you're really on a budget, buy some beautiful material and have a little look online. Buy a staple gun and you will see how easy it is to actually make your own headboard. And it will, again, transform. Another thing that transforms bedrooms, both in the looks department and also in the spending time in department is beautiful rug. Make sure that rug is big enough. And that actually goes for the rest of the home as well. Rugs. Please don't forget your rugs. They anchor your items. They give the same level of opulence to a room as the large artwork does, the large rooms. And even if your room is small, doesn't mean you should go for a small rug. In fact, a larger rug in a smaller room will actually make that smaller room look bigger. Weird, I know. Something else that I think really adds to a wow factor of the room, if you have the space for it, is putting a bit of focus on the coving and the skirting. Not having just a standard skirting and coving. And this is something, actually, I put it up as a tip today on the Facebook group. Think about coving and skirting. If you don't want bog standard what your builder is offering or if you just want to replace what's there currently or if you have no coving at all so coving is at the top of your room skirting is at the bottom of your room coving covers that join between the wall and the ceiling and it actually makes your life so much easier as well if you're painting because to get that line straight at the top of a wall and onto the ceiling is a nightmare and I would suggest that anyone that has that situation with no coving just don't go for a major color on the walls and then white on the ceiling just just do the whole thing because it's going to be near on impossible to get that perfect line you're going to find it hard to find a decorator that does that really well and it will drive you mad if you're like me (laughs) so coving is great for that kind of thing but coving and skirting is quite expensive but it also looks expensive that's why we all love these period features and stuff so much you know and you can have something similar even if you don't have a period property you can still put nice coving in but the key is to have some detail look for coving and skirting with a bit of detail on it a bit of they call it the profile so it's how that skirting or coving would look if you sliced it down the middle you want some movement in it not just again like a rectangle like it was a backsplash in the kitchen you know and then the accessories accessories really are like a house's jewelry for example you can wear a very plain little black dress that's why little black dresses are and forever will be a staple in most people's wardrobes and you put on some great jewelry with that And actually, we'll put heels into that category too. And it just transforms it. Your accessories for your home are essentially like that. Um, Really good cushions that don't have foam in them, that have feather in them. So you you can get cushion inserts off Amazon. Go a size up to make sure they are nice and plump. And however cheap your cushion cover, it's going to look 10 times more expensive with a feather inner in it and you'll be able to do a proper pillow chop and everything and it will stay there foam ones not so much they're all kind of bouncy also statement ornaments that are quite large really do kind of glam up a space they do make it feel a bit more luxurious maybe sometimes they feel a bit pointless 
I think for a long time, we haven't really been interested in kind of ornaments in the home. Up until more recently, when people got into shelfscaping and all this sort of stuff, I remember my mum used to have a lot of china ornaments. I used to go shops with her to look at these like china horses and things, and she still has them. And I used to think when I moved into my place that they're a bit kind of like pointless, you know, what did they do? But times have changed and things always come around. And I'm not about to put a china horse anywhere anytime soon, but a sort of wooden large horse on a stick with a bit of his head chopped off and maybe no legs like you can find in ochre, let's say. Yeah, probably. I mean, I recently bought a brass pig that I love and he sits in my kitchen and he just makes me happy, the shape of him. And I think things like that, they look like a home has been considered. They look like a home has been collected and has some sort of life to it and they also look more expensive I guess maybe it's in spending money on things that aren't necessarily useful but you will notice that in a lot of expensive homes you will see either sculptures sculptural artwork or objects of interest we will call them and that's exactly what they are really objects of interest I suppose I'm just going to touch quickly back on kitchens because I've just suddenly thought um kitchens as well so the two things that I think bring up a kitchen the most are the hardware as I've already mentioned and also the work surface get a lovely stone worktop uh, do it it will make your kitchen just feel and look billion times better and wherever you get your cabinets from or your doors from it's going to lift them just don't go for actual marble actual marble in a kitchen is great if you never use your kitchen for cooking ever um or if you have some sort of messy kitchen in the back and you get to have some nice swanky one in the front that never sees any cooking and one in the back that gets all the mess because marble will stain and it will mark and it will chip and you can't, you don't want white wine on it, you don't want lemon on it. So many turmeric, so many things you just don't want to touch marble with. Um, go for the quartzes, the quartzites. The quartzites look a lot like marble nowadays. They've got lovely striations in them, just the same as the gorgeous marble that we all love. Um, sometimes even more so. But marble is fine for the bathrooms, fine for fireplaces, things like that. But anywhere where you're going to do cooking, it's just, it's just not worth it. You don't want to be going around showing everyone your lovely new kitchen and inviting a load of people around and entertaining and following along after them like Monica from Friends with coasters and wipes and whatnot. It's, it's not a good look, even if your marble is. Another thing as well that a bit more timely that's making kitchens look quite expensive these days is having some real wood in them so whether that's shelves or your island being wood rather than kitchen units so almost like it's it's its own piece of furniture that's going to make that room look quite expensive too because it's going to trick you into thinking not you because you know but other people into thinking that this is more of a tailored bespoke kitchen because you've got like the real wood shelves in there i'm talking about the shelves that are on their own on the walls but also you can have for example some real wood shelving sections in your in your island you don't have to go full-on single piece of furniture you could just have one end with beautiful white oak real wood shelving and that just looks perfect you can put all your lovely bowls and plates 
and everything that's beautiful in your kitchen there out on show. And it won't be gathering dust because you will be using it because the other message that I really want to put into this episode is to get yourself some beautiful things, especially for your kitchen, the kind of things that come out when you're having parties, but use them yourself. You know, don't wait for people to come round to use them. Get that fire pit and get it lit up when it's just you and the husband. Get that beautiful crockery and keep it on show, but also use it enough so that it doesn't gather dirt, dust. Okay, there's not going to be that much dirt flying around in your kitchen, but so it doesn't gather dust. You know, do do these things that we do when we get people over, but do it for for yourself and just for, you know, you and the family. And then you'll feel better about investing some money into these things because you'll really be getting the use out of them. And, you know, why why wouldn't you if, if they're things that you spent money on? So now onto a couple of things that I think cheapen the look of the home a bit. And I'm really sorry if I offend anyone, but these are just my opinions. You don't have to agree with them. Uh, but one thing is having no curtains at all and just having really basic blinds. I don't think this does any window or any room justice. It makes a room feel cold and it looks very Ikea and I just needed to block out the sunlight so I stuck this here. It doesn't look considered, it doesn't look expensive. Just, yeah, don't do that. Find a nice blind, find a nice Roman blind that's going to look attractive when it's up. And also though, generally on most windows, unless they're bathroom windows, I would plump for curtains. Curtains are expensive, therefore they look expensive. And whatever you do, do not have your curtains finish at the window. So short curtains, no. They, it looks like an old grandma's cottage. You can't do it, guys. You've got to have your curtains coming down to the floor. Firstly, you get light underneath them as well, so it doesn't really help the scenario. If you've got a bit of furniture in front of those curtains, just leave a tiny bit of, a bit of a gap so that you can draw them so they don't sort of hover and kiss the top of whatever you may be putting in front of your window. But um, short curtains look kind of cheap and old-fashioned these days, so go for long and try and avoid feature walls especially painted feature walls uh, wallpapered feature walls i mean unless it's sort of subtle then i guess it can work and maybe it's like where your bed head is but other than that i don't think it's it's not it it's too reminiscent of changing rooms uh and sort of cheap diy makeovers and I think we're all better than that now we've all been there done that we've learned our lessons and we have moved on and maybe we've taken a, a small version of the feature wall with us but we definitely and that goes for bathrooms as well with just like one major color on one wall generally people do it in the shower try and get some blending going on there I've seen a lot of like white bathrooms with one major colour wall in the shower, which, unless you're doing, like, really expensive tiles, maybe in the med, and it's sort of a really deep blue or something. And fully tiled kitchens. Don't fully tile your kitchen. Just just don't. It'll cost you an absolute bomb. Um, there's no need. I, I had a client once that wanted to fully tile the kitchen for cleanliness, and I just, I just really don't know how often they would actually have cleaned those tiles at the top because to be honest if anything I think grease and stuff sticks to tiles more than 
more than paint, but I don't know. You'd have to speak to a cleaning expert about that to to find out if that's true or not. That's just my my thoughts on that. And step away from the white metro tiles as well. They are the budget option. Go with at least a different lay or a different colour. And then you'll be good. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Whether you hate me now, whether you're not going to listen anymore because I have offended someone with Metro Tiles, I'm sorry. Um, if you love them, then that's cool. Love them. No problem with that. But I would love to hear about the things that you think add luxury to your home, both in a personal sense and in just a viewpoint sense. Um, and I'd love to see some pictures too. Head on over to the Facebook group you can find it very easily. It's facebook.com forward slash ain't nobody like a homebody. And you can tell me that you can join. We've also got some news that's going to be coming on that Facebook group very soon about a membership that we're offering. It's going to be a six month membership or a 12 month membership, depending on what work you're doing on your house. So this is something for people who are thinking about doing a renovation, purchasing a house that they're going to extend, maybe do a loft conversion, um, fully renovate or people that are maybe doing just a bathroom or kitchen remodel and it is full of so many crazy helpful things that I just promise you is going to make your life so much easier we've got lists of all our go-to products that will be included we've got really intense budgeting sheets we do a lot of pre-sales consultations and so many of the questions are how much is this going to cost and we've got budget sheets that gonna, that's going to help you with all of that and also included is chats with myself too and other experts to answer any questions you may have and to support you on your journey because it's hard work doing these things and I think anything that can make life a little easier whilst you do them and hopefully save you from costly mistakes as well and save you money in general we've got some discounts and things as part of the package too is worth taking a look at so it's not available yet when it is available we actually only have space for 10 people at the start because it's going to be a beta version but news of it is going to go up on that facebook group so if you are interested then click follow on the facebook group and you'll hear all about it also if you don't hate me after i opened my soul with my thoughts on what not to do in houses please give us five star rating if you have enjoyed this episode and i would love to also hear other things you would love to chat about give us a follow that way you'll know when the next episode is out and i promise i won't leave it so long and i'll speak to you guys again soon bye